0: Back once again, episode 63. It's a big weekend for mixed martial arts and I rear view there with Scott Askam and Jerzinho Rosenstruck and of course Anthony Joshua claiming big wins, even though he's an outsider from boxing. But um the big news for Eurobash is Noel McGrath is on the north side of Dublin, he's in Smithfield, we're in Oscar's bar, we've been pushed outside. Because we're too riff-raffy for the general crowd inside but well done Noel. you you finally made it and you're not upper class enough to not be moved out of a place in North Dublin how does that feel
1: I could smell the aroma when I got over this morning on uh, on public transport Guinness yeah um, you love that no it uh, <laughs> wasn't quite Guinness Peter. pizza Peter, pizza pizza um, pizza it's all over the gaff, lads. But geez, I wish it was um no it's disgusting
0: <laughs> Have you uh, did you sleep last night? in the dread. Does it remind you of that time we brought you to Mosside in, in Manchester?
1: I had a wonderful plethora of fights to watch last night because I couldn't watch them live because it was working on, on Saturday evening. So um, that sort of kept my mind off the journey of coming over to the militarized zone.
0: The military zone. <laughs> the military zone. <laughs> There's actually an army bar. I know, a um, <laughs> But a uh, huge weekend. A lot of fights, as you said there. Um, and God love you having to watch them yesterday. It was a nightmare on Saturday. But um, let's get through this news because there's so many fucking headlines it's unbelievable so um, here's the news
2: this is number one bullshit
0: Wiley Zhang and and jacek booked for UFC 248 on March 7th Corey Anderson v. Jan Blakovic booked for February 15th in Rio Rancho Mali McCann v. Ashley Evan smith first reported by Jim Edwards will be taking place at UFC London we later confirmed that Karolina Kowalkovic v. Jan Zionan. Announced for UFC Auckland on February 22nd. Michael Page is set to take on Shinso Anzai at Bellator Japan at the end of the year. Adam Barracks will meet former champion Darian Caldwell in the next round of the featherweight tournament. Am I right? Feather, featherweight tournament? Yeah. At Bellator 238 on January 25th. Brennan Nane is going to be in action before the end of the year. He'll take on David Volante on December 31st at PFL 10. Uh, the legalization of MMA in France has been pushed back until February. There's going to be problems there. We'll talk about that a bit more. Uh, KSW53 is going to go down on March 21st in Lodz. Uh, Pudzianowski, Soldic and Badoff already confirmed for that card. Opponents yet to be determined. Uh, James Haskell has been vo- voted out of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Devastating. I think that's actually over now. It's over on Saturday. Um, and... Just this morning, um, MMA fighting breaking the news that Keane Kelly will face Sam Patterson at Brave CF 33 on December 27th thir- in Saudi Arabia. Woo! That's all them headlines there, Noel. That was a long, long trick.
1: There was, yeah. A lot of fights breaking this week. Um, some interesting ones. Obviously, Molly's, I think, is very, very interesting fight against Ashley Evan Smith.
0: Um, I think the most interesting thing there is Ang and Joanna. That's an unbelievable. Yeah, fight. obviously, yeah. March 7th. Um, you know. I feel like a lot of people were sleeping on Joanna, and then what she did against Watterson suddenly this has become a very very interesting fight right?
1: I think we talked about it um, before that fight I thought we thought the winner of that fight was going to kick on and get the shot against Shang and that's proved to be the case and listen Michelle Watterson's an absolutely elite level athlete um, elite level athlete <laughs> um, absolutely fantastic fighter and for Joanna to, to win that fight Broker. and do it, um, in such a extraordinary fashion it was the only fight to make for me and uh, it's you know it's, it's an enthralling contest now after what uh, Zhang was able to do to Jessica Andrade
0: Jan Blakovic v Corey Anderson I've got to say a favour Corey Anderson going into this one but if Jan wins it he's definitely going to get the next shot I think that's fair, safe to say the next, the winner of this fight will definitely be next for Jones if he gets past uh, Dominic Reyes which we both yeah, expect him to yeah
1: yeah definitely agree with that one and uh, you know I was very much in the camp Corey uh, to get the next shot I yeah, same um, I think that will be the, the fight to make if uh, if he wins that, definitely.
0: has to be, um, you know, Karolina Kovalkiewicz could be looking at her marching orders here. She's already 0-3, oh and, um, and then Jan announced for that UFC Auckland fight on February 22nd. I think if she loses, there's it's going to be the exit. It was just a regression in the performances as well, you know. It, it's It's been a big, big...
1: Sort of step down from those fights against Joanna. Yeah, no, it's, it's just been a, a sort of a rapid decline and very, very surprising. And again, maybe it's one of those cases where she needs to get out of. Uh, I know she's a great team there, but maybe freshen up things, go somewhere else, have a different perspective on her, on her fighting career.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Michael Page will make his fifth appearance of 2019 when he takes on Shinso Anzai, a former UFC fighter. I mean, I think it makes sense because we were even saying after the after the London fight, like, there's no way he deserves lima on the back of this foot beating this guy we've never heard of, right?
1: No, 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 no. He had to have one, had to make a statement, had to come out and do something on uh I think that's very much the case. Uh, He'll and be I think great that's what Bellator Japan. are looking. Yeah, they'll, look, they'll, they'll eat that up. Him, They'll like. eat up that matrix style sort of yeah. kickboxing thing. And you know the character that he is, I think he's going to fit right in with the Japanese crowd. And a very listen, Michael is a very respectful guy as well. He's, yeah. He doesn't get a lot of credit for that.
0: And uh, I think the Japanese love that kind of fighter. Adam Barracks. Uh the Hungarian sensation will meet Darian Caldwell, probably the toughest fight he could have got, if you ask me. From the very first day this was announced, I was saying Barks's nightmare opponent there is Caldwell. We saw how much success Pico had in just holding him down. I know, in the end, Barrett's hit him with that jumping knee, but um, he seems to struggle against dominant wrestlers. I think yeah. Caldwell's the best wrestler they have in Bellator. Definitely,
1: it's going to be an interesting one, but Barrett's has looked uh, like an absolute savage so I wouldn't reel him out with the what we've seen from so far in Bellator, but um, yeah, you'd have to sort of favour Calball going into that one, I'm um, an absolute beast
0: quite loud that woman there was fine he? um the <laughs> brendan lochmane would be looking to make that statement get, get a finish i assume uh, at pfl 10 on the 31st he's already got off the winning ways with them david valente might not be a guy that we all know over here but i feel as though with brendan looking at that featherweight tournament next year he's going to want to make a big statement before he heads into 2020 right
1: yeah definitely um a guy who's we've been so high about is, is brendan lochmane we saw what he did in contender series we saw what he did on his PFL debut a guy who's going after that title in 2020 and make no bounds about it and I think he's delighted to be performing on that uh, Madison Square Garden card do you know much about Volante is he any relation to I him? had a look I think he's is like 11,
0: 11 and 5 I don't know I don't have a clue who he is to be honest um, I haven't I, I, I don't know of him like I, when I heard the name I was not like oh David Volante <laughs> um, fair enough but this is a bad one uh, for me this legalisation of MMA move back to February yeah. um, you know I've heard there's a lot of shit going on there with the French Judo Association as we've known mm-hmm. over the years that's always been the problem putting the blockings but the fact that they're moving it back like the fact that that has happened even even though it's a month the fact that it happened once it says it can happen again you know what i mean like they can go oh, it's march march
1: this, this the, 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 it said they've something's been thrown in the in the mixer here and you know i feel it's all politics going, yeah of course it is and we know the judy association before it was a lot of financial uh, gain i think their members had to, to pay a certain subscription per year to join um and that was what was declining um the rapid ascent of the French Mixed Martial Arts Association to get le- legislated and legalized in France. So, and very interesting times. But also, I am a little bit worried about that. I am, definitely. Yeah.
0: Especially, like, I, I mean, I, I I know a lot of people have told me different things. I know Aries, the new promotion that's yeah. backed by... Um, what's the name of the, the TV? Uh, yeah, it's Canal Plus. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have a lot of money, obviously. And I heard that they were vying to be the first promotion to put on a big show in France. Um, I know that the UFC... Are thinking about going there in November, yeah. which would be a, an Amazing. absolutely massive show. Um, so, you know, I feel like this could be one of the big stories of twenty twenty. What the fuck happens but with that's French the thing, You
1: know, like Aries. You know, clearly set up because this was happening. So, you know, maybe there might be a knock on effect there. But you know, even going back to February, it, it's it, it it is. It's there's a lot up in the air, and, and hopefully, it's just basically um, a time delay more than anything else because it's uh, you know it'd be a great shame if anything was to happen with that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, but look, but be- It's the benchmark in Europe. I have a feeling that we're going to keep hearing about that. Yeah, um, I, do I well. hope we don't, but I have a feeling I we will. Agree. KSW 53, their first event will go down on March 21st. Pudzianowski, Saldic, and Baydorf. Big news there. Haskell's out of i a Celebrity.
1: Can we call it a gala from now on? KSW. They call it galas all yeah, the time. Know, yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It is amazing.
0: Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> They're different altogether. But come here. James Haskell is out of i a Celebrity. Get me out of here. How soon could he be in the Bellator cage?
1: 2021.
0: Uh, <laughs> <2021? laughs> Do you reckon, yeah? I don't nah, think it's going to happen. I, I have a feeling it's gonna nah, He happen. will.
1: He will. I'd say probably, <laughs> I, I'd imagine around six months of the summertime, you know, getting into I'm a celebrity and whatever they ease, whatever they don't eat, it's going to have an effect on your body. So he's not going to be ready for a number of months. Um I, I, like, I don't really care,
0: to be honest. I don't, I, no, I don't. I, 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 this this has completely yeah, soured me yeah. to the, his debut. But I, I also heard when I was tweeting about Haskell and fucking I'm a celebrity or whatever, when Dave Green had the comments about him after our London, people who watched it were telling me he, he's not gone down well at all. So this could have blown up in their faces. Like, I mean, like they were going in hoping more people get behind him and stuff. It turns out... I, I
1: haven't watched any of it, man. I couldn't tell Yeah,
0: you. I don't know what happened, but apparently but people are saying...
1: He's a likable kind of guy, but I, there is an arrogance about him. And, you know, maybe maybe he's walking into this and, and, you know, and we talked about this a few months ago and the news was signed because he's done a bit of training before and, you know, he has kept it up for, I think, five or six years. Mm. Has maybe, he, though? Yeah, I'm starting well, to doubt that. Well, we don't know, but that's what he's told us. That's what we, we, we've heard. So, you know, maybe there is a bit of arrogance coming from a you know contact sport as well, that he's just going to go in there and boss people. And, you know, he'd be very, very uh, rude awakening if, if, if he thinks that and he, he wants to go down that line of thinking because
0: he'll uh, he'll get sparked. Yeah. Um, and as we know, rugby, good for the brain. Uh, but Keane Cowley um, is back in action. I think this is a good thing for McGregor's camp because if Keane's going to be one of his key sparring burners which he always is at least he has a camp to get for there'll be uh, added intensity to the camp i always remember back at the mendez fight had all the all the young like james galler franz malambo over there preparing for the world championships yeah. and it just kind of gets a good atmosphere going in the camp so i think that's a good thing of course King needs to uh get a win really he was two two on a two-fight skid there with brave yeah, so bad
1: knockout as well in the last fight yeah yeah check.
0: absolutely it's gonna be interesting to see how that one goes Whew, Roy, a, um, lot a lot of it going on, isn't there? There's fucking some the announcements there last week. <laughs> like keep, it, And then this morning I'm like going through and I'm going, am I fucking missing something here? Probably have. We probably always have. A, we, we always miss something. I always miss something, Noel. You don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, the talking points I wanted to um, bring up with you today is the uh, UFC London main event. All the chatter I'm hearing is it's either going to be, as a lot of people predicted, Leon Edwards or Tyron Woodley, uh, and Tyron Woodley, or Darren Till and Jack Hermanson. That's the other fight they're looking at right now. Um, Leon, I think,
1: Leon Woodley for me.
0: Oh, i prefer that. I think it's a, a bigger thing. But I also, if you remember, when we were first talking about this card, I said Hermanson v. Till because it would crown the best remember, middleweight yeah. in Europe. Um, or at least they could, they could yeah. say that. Um, which one Which one do you, you think Leon and Woodley I brings I think Leon,
1: up, because I think Leon has, you know, he served his time now. Um, Comain last year. Um, massive winning streak. You know, if the UFC aren't going to get behind him now in his home country, where he's on the verge on the cusp of a title shot, it's ludicrous and it's stupid because he keeps proving people wrong. Like, what more has he got to do here to get eyes on him? And I think it's an absolute no-brainer to put him again against a guy like Tyron Woodley would really up his stock again. And if he's to go out there and be, you know, potentially Woodley, um, he's going to make a statement.
0: Noel is struggling with headphones here like you wouldn't believe. It's so awkward looking at him. It's unbelievable. He will not <laughs> put them over his head because he's afraid he will upset his hair. It's beautiful. Oh, Jesus your Christ. Do
1: um, you haircut? <laughs> no. No, but I think if you're if you're putting eyes on him against Woodley, um, you know, Americans know, the world knows who Woodley is. It's going to put eyes on Leon. And if Leon was to beat him and make a statement, which he very well could do, it's a, it's a no-brainer. And, uh, you know, everyone knows who Darren is. So I, I just don't see the appeal.
0: Right. Well, here's the problem how are you going to get fucking Woodley to come over to England if it's already a struggle to get Leon a match with any kind of yeah. top colour opponent? How are you going to get Tyron Woodley to come over and fight him in his backyard? Well, I know he's not in Birmingham, but he's in London. Like, I mean, surely... Tyron's already given up a lot in the sense that he's a former champion. He's yeah. the guy that everyone in the world knows. He comes to London then to Leon Edwards kind of launch party in the main event of UFC London. Well, That's well, going to be difficult.
1: It makes him more of a badass if he goes in and does that, you know. But more it, hey, I mean, Masvidal's yeah, yeah. Masvidal's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It, it increases his stock, puts him back in the light. Now, you know, a lot of people have been criticizing Tyron Woodley because of that, because of the fact that he's, you know, uh, apparently. Um, you know, refuted some requests from the UFC to take some fights. It's gone back and, uh, you know, back and forth with um, um, Colby Covington. Um, so maybe he needs to take this as well. Maybe maybe he will. Maybe he'll surprise us. But listen, I'd love to see it. I'm not too sure, though, it is actually going to happen. Um, but I think it's the one to, the UFC have to try and make,
0: definitely. Um, I'm afraid they're going to mess it up, because when this was announced, like we were talking about all all the people they could pick from Arnold Allen, uh, Leon Edwards, Darren Taylor, Molly McCann, uh, Nathaniel Wood, Jack Shaw, Darren Stewart coming off that, Darren Wynn, win. I mean, there were so many things, but that Arnold Allen v. Josh Emmett booking is freaking me out, man. It is a weird one. How could you do that? You put him in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, imagine how good Emma and, and, and Arnold would have been in London, like
1: oh, massively, yeah. God, you know that's hell. that's for a European show. That's a main event spot for me. You know, no problem. Um, yeah, I am worried. We've seen it in the past where we think these brilliant cards that they're going to put together are going to be stellar, and they turn out to be very very disappointing. But let's be honest. Last year was a really really good card. I think we mentioned this last yeah. week as well on the show. People forget, and yeah. the matchups were excellent. Um, probably didn't go down the way we would have wanted in general. The card. But it was excellent matchups, and I think that maybe the UFC have realized that they have to have one sort of flagship card a year in Europe um, from the fight nights. And I expect the UFC to do that for for this card coming up.
0: I don't expect anything anymore, but I I, I will say that this is the perfect time for them to flex. With with Bellator in here, all this stuff going on, this is the time to do it. And, you know, they could really underline the difference between them and Bellator with this card. Yeah, definitely. I feel like this is the perfect time they need to do it, and, and
1: it looks like they're playing with fire as well because I've noticed some of the annou- <laughs> announcements have, have come um, on days when Bellator have been having press conferences and things like that, and, and it's been vice versa. So,
0: you know, maybe I've definitely not was Bellator doing I haven't noticed UFC as much. maybe
1: the guns have been been coming out a little bit here. So uh, I'm interested to see it. I'm interested to see it there their thinking the, in the European market, um, but yeah, I, I sort of agree with you. You don't really know what to expect anymore because this ESPN deal. I think that's you know sort of they don't really give a shit about the European market because it's mainly towards the US audience.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I have one more talking point. Um, it's ridiculous. It. Um, have you seen the tweet uh, Brad Wharton put out about uh, another meeting saying, eh? between Tom, K- Tom Conn oh, Watson and it. Alex Reid? I the saw rematch. I saw September 2020. Um, I just want to read this out loud very quickly. (laughs) This is from the Fight Roulette official page. After months of negotiations, we're pleased to announce that Tom Kong Watson and Alex Reed will be renewing their legendary rivalry next September. On the 10th anniversary of their first clash, the bout will take place under Fight Roulette rules. For those not familiar, wait for this, they are as follows. The roulette is spun at the start of each round to determine what type of fighting will take place in that round and the duration. Possible fighting styles are boxing, MMA, Muay Thai, and grappling. Possible round lengths. Like, listen to how confusing this is. Possible round lengths are between one and five minutes. To add to the craziness of the event, the fighters will be randomly assigned outfits, corner teams, walkout music, and much more. I'll give us a rest. Right. Like, I mean, first of all, right, credit to credit to the lads um, Reed and Watson they they probably don't get the credit that they deserve in terms of the overall what, what they did for UK MMA but what the fuck is happening there like That's how can like I mean they had a classic fight on Bama whatever it was four I think yeah. 2010 unbelievable fight and now they're coming back to do this it's a joke
1: it's a piss take who wants to see this it's like Bellator sorry I don't it's like Bellator it's like the Bellator fights you see with Hoist Gracie coming back against you know Ken Shamrock and those likes it's an absolute piss take man people if they if they really think people are excited about fights like this they they have something seriously wrong with their mentality and the way they think
0: but is it going to be so strange watching them change outfits between rounds as this fucking <laughs> real thing is spinning what's going on lads
1: man <laughs> I'm speechless, and I'm not often speechless. But what a load of absolute trout!
0: And and just as you said there, the people who are organising this fight roulette. I mean, what type of draws do they think uh, Watson and Reed are in this generation? I mean, Reed's last fight was in 2015 for Bellator, and I can remember it not being a blip on the radar. It was a loss, but I mean, I can remember nobody going, "Oh my god, Alex Reed's back!" You know, I can't remember anyone saying that.
1: Did anyone really care about Alex Reed?
0: I mean, at the at, when he back in the day, he was when quite he was going good. With Jordan. Well, before then, <laughs> but uh, that was why he was most prominent. Yeah, in the course, yeah.
1: Listen, no interest. It's it's absolute trout, as I just said there. And <laughs> also
0: with Watson, we need to remember signed Obama, then the cage Warriors had a dramatic w- miss weight, and then he's been he's been inactive since 2015 as well. This is the type of things that tarnishes legacies. Oh yeah, 100%. that's that's all I'm saying. But the first fight was a classic. No offense to the lads, but this is crazy. It's absolute
1: garbage. Like I mean, I'm you, still watching
0: the shit out of it, though. It's not going to happen. I'm watching it for the fucking it's the calamity. It, like it's not going to happen. It won't happen. Yeah, it does. Re- it does reek of something that won't happen. It
1: just thinks of social media, a buzz. Just someone wants retweets and, and likes
0: for a while. And uh, but if know. it does happen, you got can one. We go you got it? one lad watching can, here. Can we go and see a cage? So can like, we? Can we spin the roulette? Oh, I'd love to do that. <laughs> you, 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 you
1: can walk around the cage. looking like Peter Pan (laughs) official roulette
0: spinners (laughs) fuck that sorry I don't mean to curse but what a load of rubbish
1: so let's get to it Pete's caught up with Leon Edwards to speak about a potential meeting against Tyron Woodley and says hopefully he'll be dropping some news next week after some meetings as he is over for the UFC welterweight title fight between Karma Usman and Colby Covington. We'll be back to chat, KSW, UFC, Washington. And then also Owen Roddy's going to be stopping on the show a little bit later on, and we'll be previewing the big weekend's card.
0: And here we are. We are joined by Leon Edwards, a man who was just flown to Las Vegas ahead of a welterweight title fight this weekend between Cameroon Usman and, of course, Colby Covington. Leon, this is a big one for you as well. How are you feeling? Um, is, is the energy there in Sin City ahead of this fight?
3: Oh, I'm feeling good I came out here yesterday I was to get some training done as well at the PI And obviously we go and watch the World To 8 fight Watch World to strap That's going to be my next year So um, I'm here to take it all in And feel the energy And just build build off that really
0: I gotta say, man, since that UFC London fight was announced, there's people inundating us with uh, questions about Leon. Is he gonna be the main event? You did an interview with my good friends Sean and Steve from Severe MMA a while back, and no. you're kinda let it out there that Tyron Woodley had been offered this fight. Um you won yeah. the January eighteen. I, I assume that's probably off the cards now, but is UFC London an option for this fight?
3: Um well, what I'm hearing, well I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so, I know the UFC wants it, um, I want it, um, so we're waiting for Woodley now really, um, I'm ready to go, I think that's the most fight that, I, that makes sense, um, everyone else is matched up, or they just fought, so uh, I feel me Woodley, the former world champion, will be the, the next um, step to make, so we're, we're pushing for it and it, it should get done hopefully.
0: I mean, that would leave you in a situation where you're completely undeniable, as far as I'm concerned. It would a victory over Woodley, yeah. right? Like, I mean, is that what yeah. you're seeing when you're looking at an opponent like that?
3: Yeah, exactly. Like, how, how, what, what did they say now? After go out there and beat the former champion, and what did they say? Because it seems every time I win, they make it, they make an excuse as to why I'm winning. You know what I mean? And so let's see what they say after I go out there and beat um, someone like Tom Woodley. And but I'm I'm ready to go. I, I feel I deserve that title shot. Probably two or three fights ago So I'm I'm just here And just doing my thing And just keep winning And keep beating these guys But i I'll taking a very close look At the World Tournament fight This weekend And uh, I'll go from there
0: I will. I want to ask you some questions about that later on. But just on that UFC London announcement, I'm noticing yeah. the the tide turning for you. I can remember last year ahead of last year's UFC London fight. Um, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't feel as though the fans were on your side as much. But this year, yeah. the fight was announced and everyone's talking about Woodley v. Leon. I mean, this, yeah. this this must show a sign that you have the fans have warmed to you a lot more. Do you feel? Yeah. That-
3: yeah exactly I, I, I feel that as well um, I feel they're pushing for it now and now that now they're they, they getting what, what I've been saying for years that I'm am, I'm am the best fighter to come out of the UK and I'm just proving fight a fight you know what I mean so it's good to see that the fans are pushing for it they're the one that made event for London I think that's a fight that makes sense um, so I'm I'm hoping it takes it well I'm hearing though he, he's saying he won't come to London So saying will fight but not in London oh, <laughs> I like, well, like, that, like, that makes no fucking sense you know what I mean so um, we're in negotiations now hopefully I got a meeting this week as well with the UFC and i uh, have more information about that and what's going on so what well, I'm hearing though is so he doesn't want to come to London so we're trying to force him to come to London
0: well like I mean why do you think that is do you think he feels as though you know
3: yeah I think he you knows that's my home my, my, I've never lost in the UK I've never lost like a fight in the UK from amateur to pro, and you probably looking at that thinking, I don't want to go over there, and get beat, get beat in his own town. And what where does it go? You know what I mean. So I don't, I don't know. he's probably get trying to like I said, making excuses from the from the jump. You know what I mean. So um, I'm ready to go. Ready to give me anyone anyone above me. I'm 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 willing to go.
0: But that's a problem, right? Because there's not many guys above you anymore. So. Exactly. It's got
3: to be Woodley. two or three. Muscle are running scared, making excuses. That's why way you don't want to fight me. Woodley's same things. I mean, there's, there's no one else. The it's two crazy. finest you can from the title. So, well, wait, like, there's only two fights at the moment that makes sense. You know what I mean? So, yeah. any, any of them, like I said, I'm ready to go. I am the best in the world, and I'll keep proving it time and time again.
0: Is it? Do you feel as though because we were talking to Daniel Wood the week this was announced, and he said like this is the best era of UK fighters ever, and, yeah. and, and he feels as though that's going to be reflected on the London card. Do you agree with him?
3: hundred percent, hundred percent. If you look, if you look at the talent now coming out of the UK, um, we're all round. We're all around It. We can wrestle and we can do all. You know, what I mean, as in back in the day, back in the, the Bisping era and then Hardy, you and know, all like, that. This was more like it was known for striking on um, the UK scene you know what I mean so I feel now we're proving our case that we belong on the world stage and we're one of the best in the world as before America, America had the time Brazil had the time and now I feel now it's, it's the UK time to shine and I'm very proud of my countrymen and what they're doing and what they're doing.
0: you know th- this fight this weekend we mentioned it a few times Usman a guy you fought before against Colby
3: mm-hmm.
0: how, when you look at it how do you see the fight going Do you do you feel as though there's a definite winner there between the two that you fancy
3: um, not really, cause I look at it like they're both the same stylistic fighters. They're both um wrestlers, wrestlers that learn to strike, and that, that, that's it really. I look at them both as the same fight. I'd Probably give Usman for the strength advantage and uh, probably more pop in his shot. But it's I uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't know how I'll go, but I'll probably put my money on to get the victory done.
0: I feel as though that's the better way for it to go for you to get a rematch automatically because uh, I mean um, yeah. the, the next shot at the title because Colby and Masvidal have this thing going. Masvidal clearly uh, doesn't even want to say your name at the moment, so that will kind of tell you <laughs> um, how, how little he wants to push exactly. you. But I mean, do you feel as though that's the be- better way for it to go for you for Usman to win? Yeah, like I said, I'm,
3: I'll fight any any of them. I mean, so but I probably love Usman. To- them being for the world tower and to get my revenge on the winning so that's probably the best scenario but I could not give two shit if Cole wins here I don't like him anyway so that that would be another, another treat as well but
0: well, that would be amazing I think everybody in uh, Europe thinks he is ready for that call-up Um you yeah know- 100% Do you feel as though being there at UFC 245 will give you a better chance of getting that shot again? Like, are you you planning to make yourself very visible this week and and put yourself in front of as many cameras as possible to try and get yourself into that next situation, or do you feel as though it's already locked?
3: Well, like I said, I'm meeting with the UFC this week, so I don't know what's going on further from that, but I'll be in front of the cameras as well, letting them know where I stand and what what I want, you know what I mean? So I'll, I'll be visible this week and I was pushing for the fight, I was pushing for the power fight, all the, the, all, all the number one contender fight, you know what I mean, I, I am willing to go, I'll be a world champion next year and that's, that's my goal, I, I know what happened, you know what I mean, so I'm just here to see the fight, see how, how, how the fight plays out and just go from there, but uh, I'll be for as uh, many cameras as I can to, to get my name out there and to get my, my point across what I want for next year.
0: Leon, thank you so much, my friend. Uh, thank you for joining us. I'm looking forward to seeing what you do this week, and I will talk to you again Good very night. soon, my friend.
3: Thank you, brother. See you, bro.
0: All the best, man. Bye, bye.
3: Thank you, brother. Bye-bye.
0: Let's take a look at what happened last weekend. It was KSW 53 from Gluice, Poland, <laughs> and it was UFC from Washington DC. Um, there was also a lot of a lot of uh, boxing action, obviously with the with the the big card in Saudi Arabia we'll, we'll talk about that towards the end of the show maybe but KSW 53 what a fucking card that was no, did you enjoy that very good it was really good wasn't it,
1: was it? T- start to finish I watched every fight last night and I
0: really enjoyed it um, but it was the sim- only fucking MMA reporter finish. in the world still watching that fight while Anthony Joshua was going on how, how are these reporters turning away from Kaladov and ask him I don't have a fuck very disappointed,
1: idiots! How are they, the the card in general was just an uh,
0: explosive barman. Look at the f-
1: what the first four fights all finishes spinning back fists, knees, unbelievable, um, unbelievable stuff. And it uh, was just,
0: do you know what? I felt like they were ending so quickly that the KSW lads didn't on know the broadcast they were like, didn't. Jesus they, didn't know, they didn't know
1: what to do because I, you know, I skipped a lot of uh, sort of dead air for a while because there was so much brain yeah, yeah, talk yeah. in between. Um, because I think the whole total of the car was like four and a half hours of the broadcast <laughs> and it was nowhere near that um, but
0: they have obviously the big deals in Poland for sat or whatever you know,
1: yeah Polesat and they had their, uh, you know, their, <laughs> their Lamborghinis and all their car rods and stuff like that but uh, you know, great production levels as well I love it it's really uh, good uh, Askum, it's absolutely class
0: Ascom's looking for that Narcoon fight he suggested on Euro Bash um, last week um, no surprises there he gets the victory after coming on this show but um I feel like, you know, last week, um, Alan Murphy got on to me, and he kindly reminded me that, because I was it to ask him that he had cleared out the division, basically. Alan Murphy, of course, on the phone, one of the best PR guys in the game, gets on the phone, and he gives me a bit of shit. He says, Pete, what about two places? All right, I fucked it up. I forgot about Droika's." But the another person that he mentioned to me that hasn't fought yet with KSW is a great shout. Uh, Abus Magomedov, uh, the PFL fighter. He made it to the final and lost in the final. He's now signed to KSW. Okay. That would be a huge fight for Raskin. But I think the most amount of eyes are going to be on Narkoman after him saying it after the Kalidov mm. win. Kalidov being a legend, a lot of eyes on that in Poland, right? What weight?
1: Light heavyweight. Light heavyweight. On two hundred and five. Yeah. There's yeah. no way Narkoman makes middleweight. Yeah, even like for,
0: for did he weigh in against the Freeze at two forty or something? Like that? Yeah, it's a, do you not think Scott will look a bit awkward at that weight class though? You he know? looks big compared to all these monsters like Kalidov and all. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, it is the fight to make because you know you do it in the broadcast, and I think Scott's a very respectful guy. I think we saw that in the broadcast, but he did mention his name, and uh, it's obviously been talked about. You mentioned to him last week on the show as well. So, so why not do it? Like, you know, unless the UFC are going to come in with an offer for London um, for Scott, I don't think that's like I
0: think he's contractually bound, like you know.
1: Oh, is he contractually bound? Yeah, he, well, he, well, he obviously is. Then, so um, yeah, why not make it? You know, if Scott's down for it, do it
0: off to his credit, um, you know, a lot of people are poo-pooing this guy coming out of retirement, even though he's a legend. He gave um, Askam the hardest fight he has had. Um, his first round against against Askham was a bit genius, actually. The way he, um, you know, huge takedown straight off the bat and then straight into a leg lock. I mean, it was interesting to see Askham going to have to deal with that level.
1: And Askham, Askham dealt with it beautifully. Oh, him. he's brilliant. 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 Know, I think he surprised a lot of people. Very methodical um, performance. It was. And, yeah. It wasn't the most explosive, exciting fight in the world. But it
0: was buzzing because it was Kalidov. You know, it was like, the yeah. fuck he can. Yeah. can Any time here, he can. Um, I think he had Kalidov pretty fucked though by the end of the first round. I think, I think Kalidov expected to do a lot more, maybe sweep Askum in those exchanges, and he just caught not Askham was very fucking strong. on He top.
1: couldn't, yeah, very, very powerful, deceptively powerful, and I think as well, like if you look at what Kalidov got off, he didn't get off an awful amount. There was like a lot of sort of fists and, and attempts. He did better in the first him. round.
0: He was he was kind of lots of activity from the bottom. I felt, but the second round faded massively. Yeah,
1: yeah definitely faded the gas tank as well. And uh, you know, asking my touch was just brilliant. He did enough to win. I think that's the difference between him now and his UFC career as well. Maybe he felt as though he had a you know a massive point to prove in, in certain fights, going out shown certain um, elements and uh, you know tools and his repertoire. And it was a very very calculated performance. And I think he he, he realized at all costs, it was just about getting the win in that fight.
0: It's it's like as well as that like his first f- fight camp in ATT was his last fight in the yeah. UFC like the growth he's had since then like I mean he's a different striker and he was predominantly just a striker when he came to the UFC and look, so and like,
1: look look how look how well he dealt on, on fantastically, the yeah.
0: absolutely fantastically so you know as props good as to Scott Aspen. as good as that was and as good as all those stoppages where the person who stole all the headlines for me is Saladin and the only down. decision of the night the man is ridiculous I've been shouting this guy's name for two years I'm fucking horse, lads I don't know what the fuck um, the rest of the, the guys in Europe right are doing how they're not bigging up this guy he 22 is 22 years unbelievable. He's well. un- he's just gone 22 yeah. he went 22 last week fucking ridiculous he's, he's, he's the he's gonna be amazing like there's I can't it, like you know as long as he doesn't lose a leg or an arm or something, I feel like he's going to be a huge, huge name in the future. Like, massive. He, he He's stylish. He, he's got a good look. He, he fights massively on the ground and uh, on the feet. I, I've been, I'm just blown away by the kick.
1: It was just as if Buchinger could not do... Buchinger was
0: done by the end of the first round.
1: He was. Like, unbelievable that he just hung in. Just the passenger that, for the rest of the fight. That he hung in there. But he just couldn't do anything. He couldn't even clip him. Couldn't get near him. He was getting tagged at will. It was utter and total masterclass in domination in how 22. to control a fight and I, I, I the, think the commentators mentioned the tempo of the fight it was unbelievable yeah, that the he, pace he just on. set it to the way he wants it to implement what he wants to do and it's literally
0: it was like he was toying with him at, at, at times
1: it, it really was I thought was. he was going
0: to knock him down with feints at one stage to be honest <laughs> um, the the, uh, the 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 fact that when when Butchinger worked so hard to get him to the ground in the third and then Panas pulls off this deft little choke and, like, it's not even about the choke as much as it was, about the move that he he flips, flip the uh, Butchinger over with an underhook and then jumped straight onto the choke. Oh, I was like, this this yeah. is unbelievable. To do that to Butchinger is just insane. He made Butchinger look... Novice. Yeah, like, he, like he, literally he, he, did. He, he, he,
1: he d- destroyed him. And you felt in that fourth round as well when he had him up against the fence and he was landing some bombs that he actually could have finished him. And it sort of, he didn't want to, as if you wanted to see out the five rounds. And, you know, when you fighters fighting like that, and it just gives you a sort of this sense that they at 22 years of age that he can kick on imagine what he he, he could potentially do in the, in the UFC
0: it's actually bloody scary I've been saying it for way too long he's the most valuable property in 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 Europe with this legalization thing happening oh, in France um, he's he, he's already been covered by Le keep he, he is a huge deal. Um, and people need to start paying attention now. And don't start telling me how he has watched all his fucking fights when he signs for the UFC because he has haven't. You've been um, told
1: men for a long time. I'll give you that. And I was—I have to say—I was absolutely blown away by how good he was.
0: Um, KSW are onto something big with this Simon Kolecki fella as well. I tell you, um, he's obviously an Olympian, a gold medalist. Um, he fought another um, Olympian in Damian Janikowski, a guy who was probably more famous in Poland is in Janikowski. But he beats him, stops him in the second round, and now that's two two stoppages over two of the biggest names in Polish MMA Mariusz Pudzianowski and Damian Janikowski I mean I never expected this guy to take off the way he has and now they have a huge prospect going into 2020 with this guy even though he's 38 yeah. he's 9 and 1
1: yeah how good did he look though I'm, I'm not so sure you know he looked a bit gassed um, oh, I mean did you see the pace they fought yeah, at? yeah it was it was an uh, electric pace um, mental Like yeah. not not
0: not advised at all to fight at that fucking pace you know 205 like, yeah. that's a crazy pace
1: incredible power um, I'd like to see a little bit more um, a couple more fights Um before we start really getting hyped about him, but yeah, it was it was an impressive fight,
0: fun one to watch. Um, and another guy who who most likely has cemented his place on the prospects list for twenty twenty is Shamil Musayev, who got a beautiful spin on back fist to unreal, punch uh, KO. The guy is fourteen and 0, Rushing Russian, bad as fuck.
1: He just banged a low kick and then <laughs> literally just turned around. Whipped in the, the spinning back fist and uh, it was lights out. Um, unbelievable. Yeah, he unbelievable was quality.
0: Stuff. He was quality. Um, that's pretty much the, the majority of the stuff that we take from KSW, uh, mm-hmm. but definitely advise people to go back and watch them fights because they're absolutely watch it, unbelievable. Watch all them.
1: <laughs> so yeah, was
0: that good. Just fast forward between the stuff where are yeah, scrambling yeah, yeah, for things yeah, to do. Course, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the UFC in, in Washington, D.C., powered by crystals, Jersino Rosenstruck <laughs> shocks the world with a. buzzer beater KO of Alistair Overeem who pretty much dominated him for four rounds up until that point Um, I enjoyed the fight though I felt as though Jairzino always was dangerous he always had he was always gonna be have the power right until the end he didn't seem drained in the fourth round or anything he was just plodding away plodding 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 he did what Andy Ruiz couldn't do basically in his boxing match I was uh, pretty
1: Pretty upset with Alistair's performance, I have to say. Um, I thought I, he was doing great up until the end. He was doing great, but he was just wasn't taking enough risks. So I don't think in the stand up. He was too worried about. Can you blame uh, him? After yeah, that? I, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, I do. I understand that, but um, I think you know he could have taken a bit more risks. Maybe a little bit more tentative than we've seen him over the last number of years. And I think we talked about that as well. It was the fight against. Um, uh, we saw it obviously in Rotterdam when he fought uh, Andre Arlovsky was sort of the new Alistair Overeem where he was a lot more cerebral in his approach and I think he was maybe just a little bit too um too calculated but but
0: you can't you can't say that when that happened you know in the end his face is hanging off and eats one dig basically like I mean that's how dangerous Gino is clearly um I'm really impressed with him um, yeah, very that impressive. That lip, though, is was manky, wasn't it? Oh, it was absolutely disgusting. When you know, when Esther Lynn isn't zooming in because she's mm. gagging, trying to fucking take a picture or something, that's pretty graphic, man. It's like... A you
1: ever see a dog when it's rabies? <laughs> it, it, it was it was like the the, the lip.
0: You see, see the, you the, were you born see, in the nineteen sixties. That was still around you, when you, you were can, young.
1: <laughs> you could see the tooth hanging out. It was it was absolutely. It's the worst cut I've ever seen. Anything, <laughs> man. man. I normally I retweet cuts and stuff, and I couldn't even. Yeah, it was have the, have the power to do it last night, but uh, yeah, I agree with you. Rosenstrux, so one to definitely watch out for now. The the, the hype is real.
0: Uh, Dan Mergl- Mergliotta uh, ch- Convinces Stefan Struve to fight uh, After eating two savage about, blows to the balls
1: But what it, like, Can we clarify something there right
0: Hang on We Can we just finish the sentence sorry, So people yeah. understand So Convinces him to uh, fight on After eating two shots to the balls Stefan Struve eventually gets up in the last round And gets KO'd pretty, pretty quickly afterwards By Ben Rockwell Ben Rockwell was losing the fight As Dan Mergliotta told Stefan Struve Which pretty coerced there, him to go back and fight yeah. Fight right
1: Mental, absolutely Like, is there something in the rules where they're not? Clearly, they're not supposed to say that to a fighter like, I can't don't. be
0: doctor filling it up halfway through. Like, and I do like Daniel Megliaro as a ref. To be honest, I don't think he's bad. But just this coming on the back of uh, Michael Venom yeah. Page in Dublin, don't talk. Just keep your just mouth closed keep, when yeah, you're in keep there. Keep your mouth shut. That's like, like I think I he's a, good, a great referee. and um, I just, I just don't think he can be getting that involved when you're in there. You know.
1: Yeah, and I think you know maybe th- there might be some repercussions you know maybe he's well hopefully he's going to be told not to do that because I I was just sort of taken aback when he said oh you're probably winning the fight like what?
0: Yeah and he's trying to cover his mic when he was saying it Yeah
1: and it was really it was it was stupid it was a really stupid thing to do from a guy in his position and um, listen I hope to just get rid of that sort of Element of it because it, it, I didn't sit well with me, and I think the commentators as well, and Paul and, and, and DC as well, didn't uh, particularly like well, it. Well,
0: you see, well, they kind of are like, he's trying to cover his microphone there when he's saying this. Like, that just shows that even Dan knows he shouldn't be doing it, to be yes. honest.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, you know, how about everybody giving Aspen Lads coach a bit of shit for trying to gear up? There goes your phone. Oh, my phone just went. Um, <laughs> you know, Jim West has her on the on the chair. He's giving her trying to royal her up. Everyone's laughing at the guy. She goes out and starts Yana, Yana Kunsakaya straight after her, pretty much. Um, you know, Aspen needed a win badly there. It's a big win against Yana. Yana's done a lot in her career, but um You know, I still feel as though she's a bit inhibited. Uh, yeah. Aspen, like, I mean, in her post-fight interview, she refused to talk about Durandamie. She refused to talk about Amanda Nunes. And I get it. She's probably doing that because she doesn't want to take the win away from Durandamie, doesn't want to position herself for that fight with Amanda Nunes when she's just coming back from a loss. But I just feel as though it's haunting her a bit, you know? I just love to see her just talk
1: a bit of smack and actually say more than two words in an interview. But she seems
0: nervous. like I mean, And some people are nervous by interviews, but I feel as though it's actually she's inhibited because of that loss. Like, I feel it's still playing in her head. She gets very nervous when a, when a camera's at her Definitely,
1: you know, we, 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 how many times do we say it? After a loss of fighter, you know, her, her corner had to really kick her up the arse to get her going um, because she was so hesitant in that first round.
0: But then when she pulled the trigger, she was yeah, fucking... Yeah, but that's, how, right how, that's how
1: good she is. Listen, she's young. Um, she is obviously a shy person, but, you know, I think that's where it comes into play, where people need to be advising her better on what she says to the media and stuff like that um, in terms of, you know, post-fight interviews and stuff. She said very, very little. It was almost borderline boring. Um, I'd love to just see a little bit more spark and desire to go after... Um, those sort of bigger names to, to put her name more in the light because she's it, an unbelievable, unbelievable fighter.
0: She's a great prospect, and it's great to have her back in winning ways from a UFC point of view. Uh, also, Mahmoud Muradov with a disgraceful KO in the first. Did you see that? Oh, it was unbelievable. Who did he fight again? Um, mouth guard went fucking flying through the air? Yeah. Trevor Smith, was it? Trevor Smith,
1: yeah, yeah that's right. Um, unbelievable shot. Uh, it, was, it was fucking was I watched disgusting. that slow-mo though? eight times. You see the green gum shield. Lying into the fence and it. it was, uh, it I, heard was it, I heard Dan Stubb had to dodge it on press row oh did he yeah. Jesus poor <laughs> El Dan Head wouldn't, want but the, still would, there. wouldn't want that in his coffee um, <laughs> but, but listen what What can you say just an unbelievable shot and it was very worrying for Trevor Smith I think it was like um, that fight we saw in KSW um, with the French kid um, where he was you know, on the ground oh, for quite Dubois. some time Dubois and it was you know man it's it's that's when it sort of hits home at times. This sport is very, 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 very real um, when you see things like that. But thankfully, Trevor was okay. But um, that's a prospect we need to watch out for. Definitely, uh, that was phenomenal. Anyone who's hitting someone with that velocity of power where you're knocking a gum out of his mouth is uh, certainly someone I'm, I'm excited to see in the future.
0: Up, Uzbekistan. We're here for you, Soviets. We'll claim you as Eurobash has <laughs> your Jesus. back. Don't worry about it.
1: I don't know, Peter, anymore. So I guess we'll bang ahead. Uh, Coach on Roddy joined you. Uh, earlier this afternoon out in the wonderful SPG Charleston to talk about Conor McGregor's recently announced bout um, at UFC 246 in Las Vegas in January we'll be back to look ahead to the weekend's action at UFC 245 Monster Card PT
0: own Roddy check it out and now uh, I'm joined by a man who I have had furious request to get on the show again uh, Mr Owen Ruddy. I've been chasing him down for a week he's been nice enough to get off a plane from South Africa and come and chat to me well I've come up to him at Charlestown here the beautiful SPG Charlestown but uh, Roddy how are
2: you first of all you look fantastic as always Yeah, I'm doing alright not too bad uh, Yeah, literally just off the plane from South Africa so I was over there for a couple of days we're in Cleary uh, at Brave um, and uh, he lost the decision but you know it is where it is you can't win them all but good trip nice to see South Africa but I'm in bits now, to be totally honest, man. Literally, like 24 hours, we left 24 hours ago. I got home, I got home just a couple, two or three hours ago, so. And then I'm straight, straight home, had a bit of grub, get washed, picked the kids up, get them trained for jiu-jitsu, and now I'm back in the gym again. <laughs> the life, living the life, Owen. Oh, yeah. It's um, it's it's
0: a big thing, uh, obviously, the announcement of Conor's comeback, and straight away, as soon as that's happening, one of the big questions in the US is, is Owen Roddy involved? I said on a podcast last week, I believe Owen is involved. And people were like, well, that's brilliant news. You know, straight away, people are like, well, well, that's a really good thing that this fella that kind of was behind the strike and that pushed Connor to the forefront is back again. Not that you were ever away, but there was just some question marks about what the team would be. Have you been with Connor and how does he look? There's so many people trying to find out how's he looking. Is he serious about this new dedication? What have you got from it from the sessions you've done?
2: Yeah, yeah, we're back. We're back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. You know, obviously Connor has just so much on as well. So it's uh, you, you can't you can't time down uh, our camp really. You know what I mean? And I've got a lot of myself as well. You know, I'm running a gym and I'm doing a couple of other things. So. When we're not seeing constantly walking together, people are like, "What's what's happening?" And then I'm not doing much interviews because I'm flat out. He's yeah. he's doing all this stuff as well, so people are always just questioning. But yeah, we're back now. We're in we're in camp now, so it's 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 go time. And um, the one thing he has been constantly doing is walking on a strength conditioning, constantly staying in shape, constantly eating clean, um, and and you can see that straight off the bat. Now now it's time for us to to. Execute uh, our game plan and go in and uh, do it on the night. But I'm uh, very excited to be back, back walking with him, and I'm very excited that he's back, back uh, fighting in the UFC.
0: He um he talked about like he had some criticisms the last time, mostly to do with grappling stuff. To be honest, I know of course you're even though you're a black belt in jiu-jitsu, you're certainly the striking section of the the coaching over there. Um Do you feel as though like he seems to say this is more regimented than the last
2: time and stuff like that? From from what you can see, is it is it a far more regimented situation with him? Yeah, most definitely. Um, yeah, the, the the structure it's 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 the the training camp is structured way better. You know, the 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 last camp it was just a bit sporadic. Um, we didn't know what time we were training. At. Sometimes it was very late at night. Sometimes it was early in the morning, and nobody really knew. And, and you know, although although we were all we we're all making all the sessions, it just I don't think that's good for you when when he doesn't even know what time he's going to be training. It was just kind of doing it off field. But for the past couple of months, it's been regimented. You know, training at eleven and seven every day. You know, doing strength conditionings, whether it's in the morning or in the evening, and then doing a technical session, and it's perfect. And you can see that he's he's reaping the rewards already from that. Um, and as I said, he's been working on the strength conditioning for for a long time uh, prior to getting into this camp. So now, now when I when I spend half the camp, you know, trying to get in shape or anything like that, now. Now he's, he's, he's in tip-top shape. Now we're just focusing on the game plan, coming to, coming up with a good game plan and and going in and, and executing it, you know?
0: A lot of people feel as though is the right guy for him to come back against. Even before he fought Habib last time, people were like, maybe he should fight Cerrone that fight and then go on to the championship fight if he's coming back. But how do you like that opponent? I mean, a lot of people are saying, you know, Cerrone struggles against southpaws. Connor's one of the, the hardest-hitting southpaws we've ever seen in the sport. Um, and, and he stands very upright. I mean, do you feel as though this is a this is a very good opponent? when You of course are in the lab looking at different things you can take advantage you know,
2: of. I like, I like the around fight, and you know, but he's he's very talented, yeah. you know. And it's only when you start looking at all his fights and and the tools that he has, he's got weapons. He's got a lot of weapons, and he's good everywhere. And he'll he'll mix it up. Um, yeah, he's a very very talented fighter. But like everyone, there is holds there in his game, and and he, he has struggled a little bit with cell pause and. No better cell power in the world than than Conor, and uh, I think we 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 can land shots on him. That's that's what I'm most excited about. I think we can land on him.
0: Yeah, and I feel like it's a fan-favorite fight, right? Because Cerrone, the people love him. Connor's the biggest name ever in the UFC. I mean, it, it, do you feel like this is going to be one of them where it feels like a McGregor fight? Like, we've talked about it before. Like, the Diaz fights, Alvarez, Habib. All these fights feel completely different than every other fight the UFC
2: ever puts on. Do you, do you feel as though it will be another one of them huge marquees? Yeah, most definitely. Once... once- once things start to build, like we're literally, you know, the, the the fight was only signed, you know, officially announced, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So it's building, and it's it's building nicely. But you know, when we start, you know, when it starts getting into the new year and there's three or four weeks out, it's just going to explode. And the, you know, Cerrone and Connor, the the matchup was perfect. You know, that their their mentalities, their attitudes, their attitudes were fighting, um. I think it's just going to build for a, for an exciting fight and an exciting uh, build up to the fight. Uh last couple of fights have been just like wars, you know what I mean? It's like it's like you're going into camp and you know each team are, are, are not getting along and it's you know it was it's, it's a bit much to be honest. Yeah, yeah, you know, but this is going to be fun. This is going to be exciting. They'll they'll be back and forth. Conor will it'll, it'll be, you know, obviously throwing the stick and Cerrone will be able to take it, but he'll be able to throw it back as well. And I think there's mutual respect there. I don't think it'll get, um, you know, the, the the back and forth. I don't think it'll get uh, too dirty or anything like that. I think it'll be light-hearted and I just think that's that's going to be nice and it'll be enjoyable for everybody. Um, and then when they get in and do it, you know, it's going to be a very exciting fight.
0: For me, it's it's an opportunity for Conor to remind people as well. You know, um, you know, there's been headlines, the phone incident, the, the the bar incident, all of this stuff. I feel like the best way for Conor to get back and just kind of put that behind him is to get in there and win we saw it with Tyson Fury we see it with Tiger Woods when he won the Masters recently a winner is a big thing in sport right when you're a winner a lot more people are on your side and they might it would also it would also give him a way to show people it's I'm just not saying that I'm a changed person this performance will show you that I'm a changed person do you feel like that's riding on it as well kind of
2: yeah I just think it's it's um it's great seeing kind of back enjoying what he's what yeah. he loves to do. And that's that's the more important thing for me, you know what I mean? And and for, for, for everybody and for Connor. You can see it in him. He's enjoying it. You know, what I don't know. He's I mean he's had a crazy couple of years, man. So I can't imagine what would happen to me if I was in that situation? I'd probably be dead already, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't know how anyone copes. Nobody knows what how he deals with whatever he's dealing with because there's so much. I can imagine he's got so many businesses. Like I'm, I'm running my own business here, and it's twenty four seven. He's got bi- businesses that worth millions and multi million dollar businesses, and he's got so much going on, and it's 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 chaotic, I'd say. But now he's at the he's at the sorting everything out, and now he's back doing what he loves to do. And um you know, I think when when you start to see some footage of him training and you, he starts to do his interviews and he starts to build a foot, you're gonna see that Connor back. You Don't, can see that? Yeah, I can see that already. And and I think when everybody sees that they're gonna be like, That's that's a Conor that we, we all fell in love with, you know what I mean? And you can see it in him. He just you know, he has that hunger again. And you know what I mean Connor a, a hungry and a dedicated and a motivated Conor McGregor is a scary dude. Absolutely, man.
0: Like, I mean, can you remember the the first fight? One seventy would have been Diaz, right? In the is this going to be like? Do you feel like this is this th- that has given you a good kind of estimation? You remember that first fight, and you can kind of probably learn, even though it was kind of changed two weeks before or something yeah. when Dos Años fell out. Do you feel like this will be a much more primed one seventy McGregor going to see this yeah, time?
2: I think you know, we're looking at the second fight, the second Diaz fight, yeah. that's what you're going to see. That's that kind yeah. of that was. He's been at this way for a while. He's he's used to training at this way. He's used to grappling and and sparring and 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 running and and doing the more, So his body knows how to move that weight around now, and he knows how to move around quickly. So um, yeah, I just I I just think he's he, he and he there's no there's no killing himself to make weight, and there's there's no okay Jesus, the last three weeks of camp is 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 is, is limited calories, and you're trying to you know trying to get down to that weight and all. That's gone. Now he's just focusing on training, doing what he's doing, looking at an opponent, and breaking him down and 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 dismantling him and and looking to dismantle him in the in the fight. I I
0: know you probably aren't privy to this yet, but when he w- did that Russian press conference, he said he was going to fight once in January. Next, he was going to take on the 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 guy who wins the BMF title, which turned out to be Jorge Masvidal, and then challenge. Habib in Russia in November, which would be an insane year of fights. But I mean, do you feel like that is that that is the game plan he's going with uh, since he is uh, since you've been working with him?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's the plan. That's what he wants to do. And there's there's one thing I always say that you know when Conor says he's going to do something, like if anyone's going to do it, he can do it. You know what I mean? But like, let's let's not look past um, Cerrone, you know, because he's he's a tricky tricky opponent and he's a veteran and he's he's got tricks up his sleeve. Um, but but Connor going in there, uh, the way he looks now, you know, he, he should do well.
0: I gotta ask you about one hit management. I believe you just uh, launched a
2: rap company as well, if I'm not mistaken, for the yeah, for the gloves. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's <laughs> not that's not gangster raps. Just just you it is. <laughs> just how just how you now, and I'm not I'm not breaking into that industry just yet. That'll be next year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but everything's going to be going great. Like I mean, so, um, yeah, I'm just looking after uh, fighters as well. Myself and Paul uh, Foley have one hit management and. You know, I mean, I've been in the fight game a long time. I, I never knew anything about, you know, promoting yourself. About especially nowadays, how to promote yourself on social media. You know, looking at fight contracts, knowing knowing that you're not getting screwed to bits. Um, and we're just trying to help people. So um, help people. You know, make the right decisions. Present themselves properly so that they're they're um, they're in a good position to be picked up by sponsors later on down the line. Not doing stupid things. Um, and and just building a, a small little team and just trying to help fighters and uh, um, build their careers, you know. And then with the equipment, shadow fight codes, yeah. That's we yeah, we've got wraps. We've, we're, we're launching our gloves soon enough as well. Um, yeah, so so exciting times. Yeah, just trying to like the, the the things that I love. The the management, like I I think you know it's that. And it, it's only kind of starting to get a bit dodgy now with managers in, in MMA, but if you look at boxing, like it's cutthroat. Yeah. Manager out there to, to cut you up, you know what I mean? It's not. It's it's only starting to come into MMA at the moment. Most of the managers are still, you know, yeah, boy the book, but it's going to happen. And uh, you know, we just here to to help people and, and steer them in the right direction. And uh, with the equipment, you know, I've I've been fighting for many years. I've had all the injuries. So I've you know, I, I've. I've had all the bangs, all the knocks. I know where all the problems are, so I'm trying to put out some equipment there that that fixes those problems. You know,
0: what's the name of your company again? I was just, I was actually just messing with them earlier. Yeah, on.
2: Uh, Shadow Foil Coats. Yeah, so we've got our, our just, uh, we've got a hand wraps and our hybrid hand wraps, which kind of act like gauze and tape. So they're a little bit, they're well, they're not a little bit. They're a lot better than your, your standard hand wraps. They give you extra support. Um, and uh, comfort around it The knuckles and stuff like that And then we have our, our gloves And doing, I'm going to be doing a lot of things Everything that Everything I do with, with Shadow Foy Codes Will be an improvement on what's out there I'm not going to be just Putting out gloves that have no innovation Everything will innovate off what's there Because it needs to happen You know people are releasing You know just, just Yeah just You know it, Why we, we spend a lot of money on innovation When you can just release the same stuff And people are going to buy it But everything I release With Shadow Foy Codes Will have some sort of, or a couple of things that are, that innovate over what's originally on the market. That's
0: savage, man. That's yeah. class. I got a most, final question, I promise you. All this stuff that's going down in Irish MMA, people, uh, I know a lot of people don't want to weigh in, and I 100% understand if you don't want to, but people would have gone mad if I hadn't asked you. This whole... Um, Sbg split. Of course, you are still Sbg Charlestown. I'm sure you're going to be working with John Cavanagh in Conor McGregor's camp. Yeah, so this yeah. is an awkward situation to put you in. But yeah. it's it, it's a is it a weird one for you to see all this like yeah.
2: Paddy and Chris and stuff. Tom Tom uh, King. You know what? You know I think Tom spoke about it and Paddy spoke about it in the book and stuff. You know, there was that situation in 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 um uh, when when John and and the the heads well, not so much only John but the heads of um. Uh, SPG brought us in and, and you know gave us this this plan and I think a lot of the boys found it you know found it very disheartening because a lot of them time we were, we were already kind of SPGs prior to that and they um, they were all a bit disheartened and even I was myself but I've kind of talked to John about it and moved on from it and I think Paddy just needed to get it off his chest and when he did get it off his chest um, you know people were asking Tom and Tom just you know cleared the air and I think I'm kind of glad that it's clear, yeah, I hope everybody can move on now, yeah, you know, because, you know, we, we, we can't, I know, I don't know whether that's going to be the case, but, um, you know, you know, this happened, but, what about everything else that happened before that, you know what I mean, yeah, you know, so, but I, I speak to everybody, I speak to everybody, I'm I'm not in bad terms with anybody, Um, and whatever I had to say, I said, to, to, to people individually, and, and, you know, that's that, but, yeah, who knows? Maybe we can all look, look back in a couple of years and, and and laugh at this, you know.
0: You're the nicest man, uh, in Irish MMA, <laughs> and that that was that was you were almost like a politician the way you answered that <laughs> one there. It was perfect. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're gonna ruin your streak, getting Valleymore now,
2: aren't we? <laughs> yeah, go back to me, playing we burnt. <laughs> PG said he's a politician. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, Roddy, you're a gentleman, man. Thanks so much for this. You're just back from South Africa. Anything else you need to let us know about before you go?
2: No, no. Just uh, just watch out for SPG Charlestown next year. We're starting to... You know, we're going to build it, build, build a team. I'm here full-time now, and it's I'm here about a year now. And, um, you know, we're going to hopefully reap the rewards in the next year or so, you know.
0: I feel like Leah, like, I mean, that, that contract was just awarded, uh, a six-fight contract. And when you see things like that happening, I'm like... She she is one of the fighters that they are really invested in, in Europe. Yeah. I don't I don't think there's that many of them. I think there's only about five of them, but she is certainly one of them. Do you feel like 2020
2: could be a huge year for Leah? Yeah, yeah most definitely. Yeah, sky's the limit for Leah. She's, you know, she walks her ass off. So, when somebody comes in and is that dedicated, um the sky's the limit you know what I mean so well, Molly McCann
0: was actually on a, I'm sorry I'm not even talking to Mike anymore yeah. Molly McCann was on the podcast she was singing her praises she said she was over here for
2: a few sessions as well I'd say that's great Craig to have her around here yeah, yeah she's and she's phenomenal as well and she's a great great sparring partner and we pick up things from her and she picks up things from us and it's great and the doors are always open you know I, I love having people over Um, you know once I can learn from them that's the main thing it's a, it's all about an exchange of information I'll, I'll give my thoughts and a few things they give their thoughts and a few things and so if they're shy, don't turn up. Is what you're saying? <laughs> no, shy, 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 People can turn up as well. They can always improve. We can always improve. That's 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 always there. But uh, yeah, so uh, the doors are open for everybody. It's great to have new bodies in, and it it allows my guys to to check their level as well and and know that they're improving. You know. Well, happy Christmas to you and Kelly and I hope Santa Claus is very good to the girls this year yeah. because uh,
0: Daddy's gonna be off on some secret business in January oh, once again, huh?
2: I know, I know. God, yeah, sure. uh my wife is the best, you know what I mean. Thank God. Thank God I have a a wife that's very really understanding and, and and the kids, you know what I mean. It, it breaks my heart leaving them, but they know I'm I'm away walking, I'm not I'm not away partying around like that. So they understand that that he has to walk there. Tip or void for them, so yeah. So oh, we'll 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 get the Christmas out of the way. And we'll have the best Christmas ever, and then we'll have the best January ever, and then we'll move on to Bellator in February the best <laughs> February ever, and then we we'll, yeah, and then I think on on March twenty fourth there's a Sunday that I have a half day, so that's right. I might go for a the dinner then. Lovely, a busy man. Thanks so
0: much, Roddy. Man, you're a legend.
2: Talk to you soon. Always a pleasure, man.
0: We've been waiting for this one for a long time, Niall. It is UFC 245 this weekend in wonderful Las Vegas, Nevada. There is three title fights: Camaro Usman v. Kobe Covington, Max Holloway v. Alexander Volkanovski, and of course, Amanda Nunes v. Europe Zone Jermaine Durandamy. Um. You know that's a big title fight for Europe, um, and I feel like uh, although Nunes has kind of underlined herself as as the great, the greatest um, female athlete in MMA history, probably with her title captures, I think a lot of people are sleeping on Durandami. If you look at her, she's gone five and zero since that loss to Amanda Nunes, yeah. and if I remember correctly, Amanda Nunes wanted none of Durrandomi stand up in that first 100- fight, took her straight down and elbowed the face off.
1: Hundred percent, and I think you know a lot of people got on her case, um, obviously with that whole featherweight. Shenanigans that went on and a lot of people were questioning um, whether she was injured or not which I thought was pretty uh, bad oh um, it was a fucking witch hunt yeah it was very very bad so um, I think and I agree with you that people are sleeping on her ahead of this one and I think Nunes has come on so much I think it's fair to say since they last fought um, that we're going to see a totally different fight but I wouldn't be surprised um, if Nunes. Does go to the ground again because we know how good she is on the feet, man. It's an intriguing matchup. You know, I I, I think you have to look at Nunez. You, you have to favor
0: Nunez. You um, have to favor Nunez, but don't sleep on Jermaine. One thing about Jermaine is, from that first fight, her, her takedown defense has improved so much. Um, I think the best example of that was probably against Aspen Ladder I know that yeah. fight only lasted about ten seconds, no, but right. she dived in on a takedown. Jermaine stuffed it and then knocked her out. Like, yeah. I mean, Aspen's a better wrestler in my books than Nunez. it was a straight wrestling match. Oh, definitely,
1: yeah. yeah I think I she agree. wins.
0: So um, I do think that's a very interesting fight. And her mindset's totally different as
1: well. She's, she's She just seems to be enjoying everything. There's a bounce in her step. And I think that's a, a big, big factor as well. She feels there's momentum coming in as well. And Nunez obviously has momentum. But I think it's going to make from a very, very different fight from, from the from the first one we saw between the pair.
0: Another huge fight for Europeans, Peter Yan the Siberian gangster v. v- Uroa Hall, Uroya Faber even. Oh, you upset. get
1: sparring rounds in on a
0: I didn't this time. No. But this is the level of confidence that Peter Jan has ahead of this. Peter Jan's told me that he'd be on the podcast next week to celebrate the win. Ooh. <laughs> you know, before it even happens. was like, he didn't have a translator with him, so he said, I'll come on next week after a win. So there you go. That is confidence. Again, um, you'd
1: have to pick him. He's, you know, <laughs> you know can, but like yeah. you, you can't not. Look, pick it's him literally
0: the fight we said when when um, Faber came back. We yeah. said this is the last fight that he wants, and there he goes. Fucking fair play to Uriah Faber. Yeah, man. listen,
1: Uriah. You know, one thing I'll say about Uriah. You know, never backs down. Um, absolute gem.
0: Um, but know, I think legends. this is. A, but yeah, I this is a, a big difference between Ricky Simone. Credit to Ricky yeah. and Peter Yan. Peter Yan, yeah. who was. Blaze the trail to this division. His only loss really isn't the loss. Um it's, it's incredible the guy. He's five and in the UFC, but this one should be the one that pushed them into a new stratosphere because Eeroy is stuck, because of former champion, because it's the biggest yeah. card of the year. This one could be the one that really does um get him fast tracked to that title shot because as we know, Aljamain Sterling's injured um or as he's recovering from injury. Um very, very interesting fight that one.
1: It is but <sighs> Man, I, I just can't rule. You know, I have to go with Jan, I have to favor Jan, But man, Uriah has so many old
0: dog tricks in
1: his in his sleeve that
0: I just don't, think you're, catching, I don't think you're catching. I don't think you're catching Yan with an overhand right like that.
1: No, I agree. I totally agree with that. But uh, he you could wrestle this shit. Like, wrestle he's a out good wrestler. Yeah. Very good wrestler. You know, good in the deck. Um, he could make it a very very sort of Francisco-Tronaldo-esque fight <laughs> for Peter Jan. Um, but yeah, listen, I I, I don't think anyone can, can pick up against Jan. If you're a betting man, you'd definitely be putting, uh, putting some money on Peter. Does he stop him? No, I don't I think, think he so. stops him. No, I don't think he stops him. I think it's going to go all three.
0: Just such a big pace to put on yeah. a guy. who's was coming back, you know. And look, Uriah's great. Training partners there, at American top team. Um, Omari Akmedov v. Ian Heinisch at one eighty five. Ian Heinisch, I believe, trying to get back to winning ways after suffering his first UFC loss to Derek Brunson. Yes, yes. nailed it. Um, I'm not really mad for that fight. Um, it's a very tough fight for Heinisch to look impressive in. Omari Akmedov. Um, He's a, he's a tough guy to look good against, as a lot of these yeah. Russian gentlemen are. <laughs> a lot of them are, not they?
1: You can't never look good against them because they just, they're so good and well-versed everywhere. Uh, it is a big bounce-back uh, fight for Heinch. I think Heinish took that Brunson fight in short notice, if I'm not mistaken, as well. So, um, look yeah. at that fucking... F- yeah, look at the, the
0: record. 4-0-1 in his last five um, is Omari Akhmadov. Why aren't the Russian press crying out for a title shot for this man is my question yeah. What I'm looking at his record.
1: Yeah. But listen, man, Heinish has been so good, so impressive. Derek Brunson... Great is- stuff. Too. Uh, you know brunson's no bloody you know passenger the guys one, a really good boxer a really good wrestler um and i think uh you know heinish has impressed me man so I, I think that's a good fight good scrap um yeah so i'm gonna pick heinish in that one fuck
0: it why not <coughs> um daniel timor was so emotional in sweden after his win he over sung bin joe turning over a three-fight skid but he's back in action the swedish featherweight when he takes on chase hooper who I don't fucking really know a awful lot about. I'm not going to lie to you. Is he a Dana? No, he's a Titan FC man. Um, but you, you, I feel, I still feel as though he's in a must-win situation every time he fights Timor. But I think there's more in the locker
1: with Timor. You know, we, we were so excited when he, he came into the UFC, him and his brother. And, and, and His brother's definitely had a better run of it. Yeah, you know? he has. But, you know, we should be seeing sort of similar um, form and performances from him. We haven't. And I just feel there's more in the tank. And I think we're going to see it. Maybe that win is crucial. It's a turning point in his career. And I think he's going to kick on and, and do something uh, special because he, he has that in his locker, that uh, sort of X factor, uh, I, I believe, in, uh, in in his Muay Thai skills.
0: Obviously, uh, Puna making his debut, Puna Soriano, you will remember Puna, he got a contract that night right. Brendan Loughnane did yeah, not, that's right. that is not Puna's fault. Um, but he is a very tough task in his hand with Oscar Pichot, a guy who I've been really yeah, impressed with.
1: Yeah, very good.
0: Um a, a, a great Polish uh, all rounder, really a brilliant grappler. But he's on a two fight skid. He had to fight Rodolfo Vriera, God love him in his last fight. Um, <laughs> but I feel as though that's a winnable fight for him, Puna.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I think Puna was uh, was was very impressive. And I'm uh, no, sorry.
0: I mean, I mean, I feel like Puna's a winnable opponent for a pichota Sorry, my bad. No, I, I mean I, I don't know enough about Puna.
1: Yeah, I, I was I was impressed with Puna though when I saw uh, him um, on Dana White Contender Series. He's one of Ali's guys, isn't he? He is indeed. Um, and I thought he just looked good. I just think he's that X factor about him. Again, I think this is a guy that's probably going to get a big push in the next couple of years. Um, you know, I would favor him. I'm interested to see what is going to do after those two losses. But again... I think the UFC are going to put a bit of stock behind this guy, Puna, because Dana was very hot on him as well after uh, the fights, if you remember.
0: And dominant MMA guys tend to <laughs> get a <laughs> they, good rub. They, they do. They really do. <laughs> um, Cameron Usman, speaking of dominant MMA, uh, and Colby Covington. Um, this is a huge fight and amazing. Uh, we were just discussing a clip that came out there that's been in mass circulation. Um, Colby Covington being injured, uh, interviewed even. and um, Yeah, we talked ex- about this off He there. explains how he basically invented this persona because the UFC told him he was being cut even though he was beating some of the best welterweights in the world like Damian Moyer I I've seen Ewan McKenna retweeting this and going what a joke and it is from a sporting point of view uh, you're going to tell me that a guy is being the best guys in the world and he has to invent an alter ego for you to keep him on your record that is a piss take.
1: Of course we you know we've talked about this over I know the but years he's never said it blatantly like I that No yeah he's never said it blatantly and fair play to him for coming out and saying blatantly and it, it probably says something about his relationship with Dana White and the UFC brass is uh, the fact he uh, he's having these uh, issues um you know over the years there's often been stuff said by Dana White saying oh you know Colby didn't want this that whatever that's clearly stems from that that sort of breakdown in the relationship you know if you're going to to cut a Dakota guy who's going to go to Brazil and, and and probably be one of the hottest talking points of that you know quarter of the Whatever year there, yeah. it, it was an incredible statement from, from Colby Covington and a ballsy one to do it and um Listen, I have I think you've got to hold your hands up and go kudos to Colby Covington there because he's calling it how it is.
0: Yeah, but I also need to say to the UFC, cop this the fuck price. on. This guy is an unbelievable fighter. He is really generating most, of, like a lot of the interest for this card and you were going to cut him because he didn't have a big enough personality. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, Holloway v. Volkanovski, though. Um, that is a hard fight for Holloway. I feel as though that's, on paper, it's one of the toughest matchups he's had because I, I, I feel like when you look through Holloway's um, his tenure as as, as FedAway champion, he's beaten guys that have, have appeared to be beyond their former glories. Apart from Brian Ortega, I'd say. Yeah. But um, that's how I feel about this. And Alexander Volkanovsky there is just, he's done but, so much in so little time. And, and he's bet everyone. He's bet all the guys that you need to beat to be in this situation. And
1: he's a train that likes to get in your face as well. And like, you know, who has Max really fought that's going to pile on the pressure as fast mm. as he's going to? That's where I see issues here for Max as well. I totally agree with you with this. You know, a fresh opponent, a fresh challenge. Um, Obviously, I think he has bigger stopping power than Aldo too. Like in
0: this moment, like when he hits people, they go fucking down.
1: I do, man. I I agree with you. You know, you know
0: a thing or two about that rugby strength. Oh
1: yes, one hundred percent. (laughs) You know, Folkanovsky, just a clinical um, sort of reckless aggression that, that he brings in there is a very, very scary prospect for me. And this is the first fight where I'm actually doubting whether Max Holloway is going to walk away with the featherweight title. I've been pretty, over the last six or seven fights, sure he's going to win it. But I think this is a legitimately unbelievable chance here for to see a, n- a new champion. And especially after that
0: loss as well. If he wins this, he's the greatest featherweight of all time. Yeah. I'd say so.
1: And look, he's, he's probably in my book there already. He's there, thereabouts, yeah. Um, so if he wins this, I think he's taken... Um, the town over, and I think he needs to go to 155 and just just make that change. I know it didn't work out, obviously, um, the last time, um, but, you know, he's nothing really
0: else more to prove in this division. I feel as though the McGregor sweepstakes are kind of involved here as well, because although McGregor said, oh, yeah, I'm going to fight Masvidal next, if Max wins this, he's effectively... Cleared out the featherweight division until Zabit or someone you know yeah. confirms yeah. himself as a top gog, the top dog. Gog. So why not do a one fifty five fight with McGregor if he gets if he manages to get through Cerrone?
1: Yeah, no, I hundred percent agree. Like, we what have we got around the corner here? Jameson, call him up, baby. Let's see this stuff again. Like, what a what a ploy that was from from Max Holloway. You know he's thinking about it. Connor's been thinking about it. He's been tweeting about it. There seems to be a level of mutual respect there. I, I don't think we've seen from other fighters with Connor. Um, he seems to respect Max a lot more than a lot of other fighters. You obviously the tweets and um, they em- embrace each other. Max o- often compliments Conor on, on certain things. So that is definitely in the mix, man. Um, maybe, you know, late quarter next year, depending on things, obviously, uh, how they work out for Conor. Oh, I comeback. mean, it's, 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 it's a long way away. But listen, uh, the seed is there. The seed has been planted. Why not? Let's do it again.
0: Let's say, uh, now we've, we've talked about two non-European kind of fights there with uh, Holloway and Volkanovski and Usman and Coverdin, But what else are you looking for? There's been a lot been made of Jose Aldo and his body and everything else yeah, ahead of this fight. I saw um, McGregor replying to Ariel Awani, suggesting that he didn't think it was that bad at all. Uh, Mr. Nice Guy, all of a sudden, Mr. McGregor. What? Um, you know, what do you think? I mean, I don't know enough about this kind of thing, but he looks like he's fairly trim already, right? Man, he looks absolutely, you
1: know he's probably the lightest he's ever been police are coming from Peter Carroll here um. <laughs> coming from anyone in this neck of the woods
0: here everybody's looking around yeah. gathering the stuff is I'm, it me I'm scared they're, they're
1: looking at me because I, I look respectable um, yeah listen um, when you see a guy sort of walking around as skinny as he's been walking around um, it's very very worrying for me and um, whether you know this is going to be one of these disgusting way cuts where we see a guy carried onto the bloody stage.
0: And the size of Marlon Monroe is the wrong man to have a bad way cut before you fight man. I think this Remember him the difference between him and Henry
1: Henry was incredible. Yeah, I think this is just a terrible decision from from Josie Allo and I think it's going to backfire massively on uh, on Saturday night when when they get in the cage. I think you know Moraes has that power as well. We've seen it. He's an absolute killer. Massive kicks. He's everything um, that Jose Aldo has but better at that weight class and I just think it's a stinker of a fight for Jose.
0: Yeah, um, there's a few other good fights. I mean, Mike Perry and Jeff Neal is going to be exciting. Um, Caitlin Vieira and Irene Aldana. Matt Brown v. Ben Saunders. Uh, Brandon Moreno v. Kai Kara France. That's a great fight.
1: Brilliant fight. I love watching Kai of France. Uh, uh, really, really good talent from uh, City Kickboxing there in, in, in Auckland. Um, absolutely, um, you know, I, I've been so impressed with him. I think that guy is uh you know a couple of fights away from from being right up there in that division so it's one i'm very much looking forward to and jess guy's back in there as well again after her title loss against viviana Arujo. so yeah listen the card uh, is a very very solid card from top to bottom but i think um the fight I'm most looking forward to is probably the one we're going to be talking about in a minute
0: absolutely which one is that (sighs) colby covington and camaro usman did we not already talk about that now? Do we
1: did a little bit? <laughs> do you want to talk about it? No, more? no, no. no I, thought, I, thought I thought we were going to talk about it, sort of a prediction and, and how oh, it's yeah, going to go down. Oh yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah, yeah I like that. We didn't really we talk do, about it. Will
0: him? we do predictions for all European fights and title do fights it. then? Right, hit me. Uh, Kamaru Usman v. Colby Covington. I'm going with Colby. No surprise there. I'm going for a Cameron Usman. Um, although I do think Colby is an amazing fighter. Um, I think Kamaru is just a little bit better than him. Um, but Colby has looked ridiculous. I think it's a it's a brilliant. It fight, is a though.
1: brilliant fight. I think it's going to be a five rounder. I think we're going to see a lot of volume. Um, you know, like we saw from Colby the last time. You know, a lot of attempted takedown attempts. But that's where I'm going with Colby. I think Colby will have enough to chip away at him on the feet, and maybe ultimately land a takedown here or two. And I think we're in for a for a really really good fight. And uh, there's, a lot of, there's going to be a lot of talk during the week as well. So I'm looking forward to. it.
0: Max Holloway v. Alexander Volkanovski. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to conservatively go for the champion again here, uh, Max Holloway.
1: I am, but I wouldn't put my house on. I think we have a real possibility of an upset there. Probably the highest possibility of an upset in the three title fights for me. I think Volkanovski's forward pressure could be a major issue um, for Max Holloway because that's something he traditionally likes to do. So it's going to be a fascinating matchup.
0: And um, Amanda Nunes, I think we've kind of given this away. Yeah. Um, we're going so, for
1: Amanda, right? Yeah, I think Amanda's going to gonna finish this one in the uh, fourth, fifth round.
0: I'm favouring against Lalo, just oh, based on what oh, I'm
1: seeing. 100%, I think he's going to knock him out.
0: Um, Jan v. Faber, I'm going
1: Jan. I'm going to go, um, yeah, Peter Jan decision.
0: Beautiful, and we will hopefully talk to him next week. Heinisch v. Akhmedov. That's Heinish a tough one call. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, think, I, think I'll go, I think I'll, I'll go for Heinish as well, but it's not going to be pretty. Um, and <laughs> Timor v. Hopper. I don't know. Hooper. I don't know anything about Chase Hooper. Hooper. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'll go for Timor there. I don't know anything about this kid. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, Timor definitely. I think Timur's, uh we saw how much that victory meant to him the last time. I think he's going to kick on and, and prove and show us what he has in that locker.
0: Um, and then finally, Sariano v. Pichota. I'm... Firmly in point corner here. Yeah, on my side. I'll,
1: I'll go with the uh,
0: Ooh, contentious straight from the get go for me and you, Darren oil Um, that's that kind of wraps up. I, th- I
1: think we have to mention one thing we probably forgot.
0: I know. Oh, I was going to wrap up the show ra- ra- about two forty five.
1: No, 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 it wasn't. about well, last week. We, f- we forgot to mention uh Tug Tug Tug, Tug uh Twister.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, oh, was it was unreal. magic. Yeah, very, very good. He was brilliant actually. But um, yeah.
1: So I think we just had to mention it mentioned. There
0: you go. Fair <laughs> he enough. He good now. Enough. What's he, 12 and fair, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. looking very good. Um, but... Um, I interrupted your thought process. I know, yeah. Now I don't know what I'm doing. This, this, uh, Did you Saudi watch Ruiz v. Joshua?
1: I didn't. I just saw highlights. Uh, I'm very annoyed with office. Andy Ruiz.
0: I'm very fucking annoyed well, with him. he put on all the weight, man. Like, what
1: are you doing? He's not. No, but don't come out afterwards and say, it. like,
0: oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't train. Just the heavyweight yeah, title, mate. Yeah, what no, what are you doing?
1: It's disrespectful.
0: But I... I, I that morning... I was talking to my friends and I was like, oh man, the heavyweight division is buzzing. Like, I'd love to watch Ruiz v. Fury, Ruiz v. Wilder, Joshua v. Fury, uh, Joshua v. Wilder. Like, it it all works in so many different ways and then, now I don't give a shit. I don't want to see him fight any of those guys because I'm like, are you going to show up? Are you going to actually train for this one, mate? Like, Really disappointing for a heavyweight boxing, I feel.
1: No, definitely. And I think, you know, more so as well with uh, what Anthony Joshua did. He put on a masterclass. Brilliant. In fairness, beautiful. You know, it was, beautiful a, it was a fantastic from display from what I saw. Um, and I think, you know, when you a boxer, again... And, yeah, we, I felt like we, we Ruiz took it met, away from him. You know,
0: met, Ruiz was like, oh, it's because I didn't train rather then we got yeah. the face jabbed off you. And, and he got battered. Like Joshua was smashing him First with his right rounds, hand. everything he
1: got cut open and stuff and... Um, I think it was like pernass really. It was uh, you know in terms of Joshua's performance, it was it was just sort of a masterclass in in, mm-hmm. in 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 your discipline in your sport and um, yeah. Listen, uh, disappointed that Ruiz, I already put on the stone, obviously in the you know in the, in the way and that was sort of an indication to me that this guy was out probably partying a little bit. Well, too he's much admitted more. to
0: that straight after the fight, you know. Um, yeah, so it
1: was, it was pretty obvious that was the case. But yeah, when you've guys like this, you you, you know. Money does funny things to him sometimes, and he got a big, big paycheck back then. So hopefully, he can get his shit together, lose that stone, or even three stone. <laughs> You'd like to see him uh,
0: sort of. You know, yeah, well it's just be more, op- more optimal. when he, when he won that fight yeah. back in June and he does this press conference where yeah. he's like man we don't have the struggle anymore I'm like yes yeah, this is yeah. fucking great I love this guy and now straight away I'm like is this guy for fucking real this is disrespectful showing up in this no, shit yeah shit. I agree 100%, but um, 100%. yeah that, that was my takeaway also uh, Pavetkin, I didn't think he won that co-main event against Walker I don't even know if they call them co-main events but um, I don't really know that much about boxing but Man, it's crazy uh, how many drug tests that guy failed, and he's still there. You know, sometimes I'm, I'm looking at uh, UFC and I'm going, "Oh, this guy's failed a drug test. Yeah. We should, we should smear this guy, <laughs> you know, or we should at least know that every time he's fighting." I think Pavetkin's faced like tr- failed three or four drug tests, and he's there boxing in the, in the, on, the on that card. <laughs> what the fuck?
1: She'll just look at some of the issues you've had with boxing in the last number of months, and I don't. I sort of go and names because it's sort of a grey area. I don't look, even, I don't even White, think they know. What
0: they're Dillian doing. White um, has now been. Um, He's been—he was ostracized for that drug yeah. failure, and now UK, uh, UKAD UK. came out and they—they they say it's—it's it's not going on. I'm glad to see that there's this type of bullshit going on in different sports, and it's not just ours. I mean, these drug, these yeah, drug, yeah. Um, the people who are looking after the um, the the overseeing of the tests and all—they need to do something here because if you're making mistakes that often, you're probably shouldn't be in the job. You know, yeah. well,
1: you know, sometimes
0: these, these guys—the same fuckers that messed up Tyson Fury's a few yeah. years ago—and they were like, "Oh, sorry." As much as we shit new Sarah, it, sometimes it's a good thing. No, you sometimes need you need thing. to have some type of in threshold. Place, of course but the did. threshold needs to be clearly defined. Yeah. You know, like oh it's there so annoying. There needs to be transparency, but, but like you see Pavekin in there and now Monday and the Russians are banned from the Olympics and yeah, fucking That's, right. that's crazy. Yeah. But those I was th- I was looking at that and I was going, no banning MMA here. Does that make Habib even bigger in Russia? Because you know they can't actually consume sports and the sports they yeah. love you know Olympics is huge in Russia massive um, and, and soccer is obviously huge in Russia as well but now they can pretty much Habib is the most prominent sports that's going to be active right
1: yeah um, if he, if he, as uh, a national if, kind if of he stays around because I don't think it's going to be coming to effect till uh, what it's uh, year after next oh is it uh, yeah, uh, yeah so, I, um, I know, thought they were
0: banned from the Olympics though, which is next year is the Olympics next year
1: Oh, it is. Yeah, you yeah, know the Olympics next year. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm probably thinking of the soccer. They're uh, they're, they're they're excluded
0: from. So guitar. by April, people are going to be pretty buzzing for the for, yeah. <laughs> for Habib. I'm oh sorry. no,
1: hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, see what the the reactions like there, and you know, I, I think I talked about this a few weeks ago. You know, with McGregor going over there puts more eyes on on, on the sport and Habib there as well because he's the champ. So, interesting times ahead, I think for uh, for the Russians.
0: But yeah, just just get some transparency, guys. It's very frustrating you um, you have survived the whole hour on the north side here Noel this is crazy yeah, it's
1: looking a bit ropey the last 20 minutes a lot
0: of police yeah, cars actually, going around there's and actually stuff a like that. situation uh, going on to our left here um, a security guy who brings cash into a shop obviously rang the guard up by accident so he has a whole oh, unit shit. up here he's like apologising to them for calling <laughs> it's a very <laughs> funny situation they saw Noel there and they're like look at that dodgy south side fuck yeah. let's, get a, let's get a whole unit it, out here let's be honest let's call a, a spade a spade throwing out a first pub he walked into on the north side it's a fucking shit up listen mate you need to up your appearance can't even last a second on Oscars and Smithfield uh, for fuck's sake sure, why, why, why would I want it they were like sorry PT, sorry PT. it's just your mate and I was like they'll no de- problem it's no problem you know what they'll do they fuck all it's <laughs> what <So> they'll do <live. laughs> um, quality right so uh, are you all set for Christmas anyway no do you want to do the wh- when will be the Christmas if we do a Christmas es- episode will it be like we could do it on Sunday December 22nd what we're, you just, think?
1: we're just gonna you know what we're gonna do PT. we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna go to have a drink and we're going to talk shite about the year and some of our favourite moments. I think that's what he Well, the best should we not do
0: that too. on the 29th then or the 30th?
1: Yeah. We do that. Whatever. So,
0: but what are we going to do for the 22nd? Will we go on the sauce and do the podcast? Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, it's Christmas. We're not, like, I'm
0: not meeting not not you for a people. I'm
1: not meeting you for a coffee during Christmas. Not at all. So, uh,
0: definitely. 22nd. Yeah, okay. Well, look, we'll leave you to it. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Noel is safe and sound. It's a big moment for him. It's cold as hell um, here. Red you sides. know the last time I asked him to come to the north side, we were on the we are crossing O'Connell Bridge it was with Graham it was a VRMA, and he had a canary to borrow his own phrase so this, this is a big a canary, step what? it's a big step but I you love know, the way this self fabrication congratulations man these trying to congratulate you trying to praise you well done can I speak it's a big step shit ho. look over Way O's from Trudgetown thanks very much love you there loads Northside forever
1: shit out.